Grow Show, live from Nova Scotia, Canada. Your number one stop for all things cannabis. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Wow, I grew two pounds. 1,100 grams. This is Plant Therapy Live. Welcome, Cannabis Army, to the show that teaches you how to do what Pache does. And it's just really as simple as that. Uh, the opening really doesn't have to rhyme this week because the flowers he grows are sleek. They're sleek when you look at them. He's peak when you puff at them. He's high as a kite with them. You never know guff with them. <laughs> the guy is pulling in multiple pounds off four plants. And if you pay close attention, you will have the same chance. So if you're in the cannabis army and not looking to harm me, this is the show for you. So let's do what Pache do and presenting the man himself, Mr. Pache. Good day, good day, good day. Did you have all that written up? How you feeling about that introduction this evening, sir? <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> How are you this week? Good, and I won't be uh, rapping or rhyming. So, good news to everybody. <laughs> I couldn't wait to catch catch you off guard with that. So. <laughs> I just wanted to remind everybody to stay away from uh, Aglex. That's right, Aglex. There are much better brands of cannabis grow lights on the market. Pache, you've got a couple of different ones you use there. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a veg light. And so for my veg light, I use the uh, Mars Hydro TS1000. And for my flowering chamber, I use the Spider Farmer SF4000. And I love them both. Love them. Yeah, I think at this point, the recommended uh, light for uh, plant therapy really is the SF4000, if possible. That's a prime time LED light. Uh, if you're on the market, you know, ultimately, this is the one we recommend you do buy if you're looking to get some home run grows. Um, Pache, there's two versions out there now. Hey, did you see that? Are you talking about the SE series where they're the bar lines instead of the quad boards? No, I'm talking about the SF4000 2022 version. Is it a wider spaced? Does it have a gap in the center so you don't have such a hot spot? Yeah, the placement of the LED diodes mm -hmm. is a little bit more efficient. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did see that. I uh, we haven't talked about it at all, so I'm surprised yeah. that you uh, that you brought it up. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think I think it's a great idea. I I really do. I am. Um, yeah, my I next mean, one. Everything else is the same. Nothing else has changed. It's just the positioning of the LED mm -hmm. diodes or or you're, you're spreading that hot spot in the center out of out a little bit. Yeah. So just a better coverage. Something very uh, interesting to mention there. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, the guys over at Feedspot uh, this week as well, Pache. They asked us uh, to mention them in the show this week. Uh, they keep a list of the top 100 marijuana podcasts and they're over at blog.feedspot.com forward slash marijuana underscore podcasts. So I just wanted to throw them out there, uh, Pache. I'll put the URL in the show notes as well. So you don't have to and remember so that one right now. We got what, 71st, 71 out of the top 100 podcasts on the internet about cannabis? 
Pretty much, yeah, the, the list fluctuates all the time, but you can stop over there and check out some uh, other good stuff there. I, I was on there myself multiple times. Um, always looking to, uh, to to get some good content, uh, content there. Nice. But speaking of Facebook, Pache, why don't you tell everybody how they can find us and what we are giving away? Well, go to planttherapy.live and then on the left-hand side, hit that Facebook button. And once we get 100 likes, we'll do a random draw for some Diablo nutrients. Awesome. Can't wait. I've been getting out this week, Pache. Beautiful weather. Uh, oh uh, you know, God. beautiful weather one day and storm on love. the horizon the next day, right? <laughs> Gotta love Nova Scotia. Won't be long now, though. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, I have uh, been out enjoying the beautiful weather here on the east coast of Canada, and I got a sunburn today, and mm-hmm. I was out tending to the gardens, the vegetable gardens, doing a lot of prep work around the property. Um, yeah, so I got a nice burn. Like it, it feels nice and warm, so uh, it's exciting. But we're then, now we're getting a snowstorm tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, but I do hope those in the cannabis army, uh, at least on the east coast of Canada and the USA, have all their seeds uh, started for outdoors now. So happy sprouting uh, to you guys and gals. Um, lots of good tips in last week's episode, The Home Run Soul. So be sure to uh, go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But lots of uh, crazy things going on in the world these days. But at least we have each other and our big cannabis uh, army family. And we have Plant Therapy live as well. Pache, how are you feeling about that? Uh, well, I'm feeling good that, uh, you know, when we can light it up, it's, uh, it's a feel-good moment and, uh, and not a stress moment. So everybody, uh, when you're feeling stressed, if you have the opportunity, just smoke a blunt, smoke a bowl. Uh, have a dab, smoke your vape, and chill out and relax and feel good and appreciate what we have while we have it. Um, yeah, awesome. so that's been uh, that's been your week, Ray? Yeah, pretty much. Let's get into uh, your grow update this week, though. I'm very curious. So it has been a bit of a stressful week when it comes to gardening. Um, so I am growing three plants and I have them in my veg stage. And man, oh, I, I snapped the stem. So I, I'm growing them in a very specific way. Um, and I snapped stems in the past week and I was just too aggressive. And I, I did it, you know, during uh, or just after a watering. And I think the plant was too rigid. Um, I think the first time you did that, if the plant could say, ow, what are you doing? If the plant could say that to you, you wouldn't do it anymore. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously it would freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. I need to keep growing this phenome. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> the plants are talking to me. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, so what happened was I was just, you know, it, the first one happened because my the largest of my plants, because I've got my the arms of the plants tied down. I've got them topped and they're split apart like an like arms. Um, and I've got them tied down to do that. And one of the arms had forced my ties to let go. And so I was trying to retie it back into the same position and it didn't want to go. Um, I, I, I got, you know, super cropped and I, I tried to loosen them up and I did some low stress training, trying to bend and forth, back and forth, uh, trying to get them back into position. And I did. And I was like, okay, so that wasn't so bad. I, I, you know, I got them almost actually back into position and I was pretty 
pretty happy with that. I didn't, I didn't want to push it too far. Um, so I tied them up. Everything was cool. Uh, then I was just puttering around doing some more low stress training. Uh, and then I heard a crack and I was like, Oh no, that's, that's a bad sound. So I went around and I took pictures and sure enough, the, uh, the arm, the stem, it, yeah, it cracked, man. It sucked. Ah. Here's what you need. You need some bendy straws, some thick ones. So the next time you're owners. No, get some get some bendy straws and just cut the bendy part. And wherever you break them, cut one of those right down the side and put it there over it. That's all you got to do. And the plant will heal on its own and it'll still be able to allow you to put the, the branch in the direction that you needed it to go due to the bendy. Yeah, so what I ended up doing, um, it was around the area where I needed to top anyway, it was one note away from where, where I really wanted to top. Um, so I thought, look, I might as well just top right here, you know, sort of miss the mark a little bit on my, on, on my nodes, um, and just, you know, cut my losses and deal with it. Uh, so that's what I did. I ended up topping on the other side at the, at the same node, um, to keep everything equal. That's the main landing technique that I use. Um, and which I love and I've only done it this way. So I, I don't know how to do it really any other way except actually. So Ray, um, the limit with, uh, Nova Scotia right now, and I'm getting my license to increase my limit. Um, so the limit right now that I'm dealing with is four. And so I've got four in the veg and that's all I've been talking about this entire time. But I also have one that is in my three by three, it's sort of been going under the Mer, uh, the TS, the Mars Hydro TS 1000. And I've just been letting that one grow naturally without any type of um, real trimming. You know, I did a trim on day 21. I'll do another one on day 40. Um, but I'm just sort of letting it grow like a Christmas tree. And because I've never done it before and I'm just wanted to experience, watch the plant and go through that experience. And Interesting. I was hoping that it would also give me a heads up of any issues coming down, coming down the, the line. Um, yeah. And so it's, it, that part has been going really quite well. Um, and, but yeah, so I had to deal with the breaking of, and I ended up breaking stems on not that, on not that one plant, but on all the plants. Um, I guess I was just not in my Zen gardening you definitely zone, were not in your Zen gardening zone. I know I was probably trying to do a lot of things in a day and I needed probably to get things done. And I was, I was probably trying to push it. I was probably just trying to push it too much. That's why step one is always get high when it comes to taking care of your plants. Step one always should be get high. Do you know what? I, oh, I, I probably wasn't high enough. Right. That was probably that is issue guaranteed right there. You have to. Get high, relax, oh. get in the mindset, have a little think, have a little think, work smarter, not harder, right? That's it. I wasn't high enough. The problem you know, is you just need a couple of young fellas to come over and hang around with you for a little while, get you back on track. Yeah, I guess now the, now the COVID measurements are uh, lifted. Young guys, young girls, not too young, of course. Of course. I'll, we're talking about adults here. <laughs> of course. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I thought I, I could see this going down a bad path. So <laughs> I want to put the, the brakes on that. 
Um, yeah, so it's been a rough one in the garden. I end up breaking all my stems. And so I was like, just trying to make the best of it. One of the stems, I ended up using some painter's tape, which isn't as sort of sticky as other masking tape. And I just sort of wrapped it around and trying to protect it. And that one, I'm just letting it grow straight up for now until it's, you know, until it's healed. And uh, maybe that's part of the plant that will go along the edge and it'll be high and higher than the rest of the canopy. I'll just have to deal with that. Um, yeah, but I'm also um, looking at pruning very soon. I wanted to do it last week, um, but I, I didn't get the chance because a lot of my leaves have sort of got this orangish, um, discolored look to it. And, you know, it really doesn't look healthy and I'm anxious to get them off the plant because I don't necessarily want the plant to spend its energy trying to repair those leaves. Um, and the mainlining technique that I do, it generally says, you know, when you top, you prune everything below where you top. I don't do that. I leave the leaves on because it's my belief that leaving the leaves on is going to make for a thicker stalk and a thicker stalk is going to send a lot more nutrients to the canopy um, and give me better buds, bigger buds, higher quality buds. And that's really what it's all about. Um, yeah, so that's been sort of my week in a nutshell, right? What about you? Hmm. Well, you know, I'm having some great things happen. And finally, you know, I got some momentum now that I didn't have. I felt like for a little while there um, that R2D2 man is just insane. So in in the beginning, I was initially thinking, well, because I'm only going to flower two plants this time, right? Well, geez, that's going to probably save on the amount of water that they drink and the amount of like compared to the four, the amount of nutrients that they they use compared to the growing four, you know, last time. But that's not the case. These things are just they drink like five gallons of water in two days, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, it's been crazy. Um, yeah, so the explosion really does continue. The tent is filled. Um, I did some super cropping today to level it out again. Um, loves to stretch, and uh, I lolly popped probably the bottom 30% of the plants, Pache, which was quite a bit. I wanted to go up a little higher, but I held off. I'll do that next week uh, just to not go so deep and cause mm -hmm. any trauma potentially um but i'm still using the diablo nutrients lineup with the push uh and i wanted to just talk about this guardian again pache um because we talked about it a few weeks ago and how it is supposed to help with uh, powdery mildew mm -hmm. well bam i don't have any so knock on wood really yeah knock on wood um, so we'll see what happens for, from here. Uh, but it, right now it looks very promising. Um, yeah. And if you, you have to be happy about that. Oh, 100, 100%. If you recently just started listening, uh, I have struggled with powdery mildew off and on for the past few grows. Um, and there's reasons for that. I've discussed on other grows. I won't get into uh, on other episodes. And I, I just, uh, if you can go back and listen to those, if you, um, if you want to get the history of it all, um, one other thing, too, I noticed, Pache, uh, mm. which was the root mass, right? Um, they look way more robust this time. Um, it's almost like the roots have a protective layer over them, if that makes sense. Picture this. If you picked up like a bird's nest, mm. how the straw would all maintain its shape. Mm -hmm, okay. That's kind of what the plant root mass looks like when I lift the plant out of the bucket. 
at all. Like there's some very, very, very little to no movement at all. Usually there's a little bit of movement there. Like the roots will go down a little bit as they come up out of the water and they'll move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, not happening. <laughs> um, it's just maintaining its shape and it looks just very strong, um, stronger than I've ever taken notice before with this setup. Um, that sounds so, great. Yeah, so it could be just a strain because this is the first time I'm I'm ever growing the uh, R2D2. But uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, and then the other thing, you know, and this maybe correlates to the uh, you know uh, to the roots, but the stalks, like the the um, you know just the branches they're so sturdy when i'm moving this plant around it's like okay nee, nee, nee. you know there's no movement it's it's weird it's like super stocky and i don't know doesn't move around a lot so uh just wanted to kind of touch on that but uh the most important thing really now is is you know over the last few weeks i had to find the sweet spot for the ph which i've done I've re- I've just found the sweet spot as well for the uh, you know for the PPM ultimately. Um, I've really eliminated the pH swings completely now in the buckets. Now that probably is a combination too of the fact that I'm visiting more frequently now because the plants are drinking more water. So um, it, it's it's requiring me to make more physical visits than um, required before. So and it's probably also getting more of your CO two from your breath as well. 100 percent um and then that's that other thing too if people only recently started listening they may not even understand that i have like a virtual setup where i can peek in on everything virtually so if you're interested in that go back and listen to the other episodes uh as well because it's all talked about uh in detail and maybe we'll do uh an episode specific to just you know the equipment and stuff like that Pache. On some of our uh, like last season, when you had the live feed going, uh, is that up on our uh, on YouTube? No, I'm having some issues, so I'm just trying to work through those. Once I do, I'll I'll get it back up there. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have some live feeds coming for our, from our grows, mm-hmm. just like we did before. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on uh, personally. Now, commercially, um, we're, we're, you know, everything's cleaned. We got everything cleaned and sterilized. Um, and we're literally, I, I can say what light we're going with now. It's just uh, we have two different people giving us quotes at, at this moment is kind of where we're at with that. But uh, we're actually going with the SF4000 Pache, uh, if there was any doubt. So I was really, really rooting for the SF uh, 4000. It's yeah, we had to stay. All with, I know, but that's we I had to stay with something that, that was 120 volts. So, um, you know, there we go. <laughs> More to come. Sweet. I'll put some pictures on the website as well. I'm sure there's going to be lots uh, of things to take pictures of. Oh, in man, that I'm excited once for your uh, operation. Yeah, oh. I'm excited too. So. Hundred percent more to come on that, um, but uh, that's kind of where, where where we're at. So it's going to be really a few weeks before we get into really having a lot to report. We still got lots of clones that we've uh, you know recently taken that are almost all rooted now. So more to come on all that as we move forward. Um, but I did really just want to at this point, Pache. It's time, it's time for question of the week. Ha-ha! Here we go. It is question of the week, and no, what I want to know, no, and what a lot of us... Oh, no, man. Want to know? No. 
Yeah, man. You're not getting you're not getting away that easy. Oh, first we medicate, then we educate. Mister Business over there trying to get in. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Not getting away that easy. There you go. All right, what's the question of the week now? <laughs> now I'm ready. Okay, as the wave climbs up the back of my head and across the top of my skull mm-hmm. and back down over my forehead and starting to droop my eyes. <laughs> ah, what's the question? Oh, what is the question of the week? Question of the week. What is up with the low pH coming from the Fox Farm soil line? Man, now, this, I, see, I see this question so much. Oh, well, I, oddly enough, uh, we were, I was talking about this with somebody in one of the gardening channels on Facebook uh, today. And it's something that it exper- I experienced it in my first grow and I experienced some nutrient lockout and which led to deficiencies in the plant and things got ugly quick. Yeah, and, and, and up until this point, we've talked about that problem that you've had, how to identify it, how to treat it. But we haven't talked about why it happens. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, understanding the why is so important because a lot of times it's uh, it has to do with salt buildup. And when you go to the Fox Farm website and they're frequently asked questions, they tell you that you uh, are going to need to flush. You're going to need to flush the plant. And so that's something that I definitely wasn't doing in the beginning um i'm doing it now i do try to hit about a 20 percent runoff rate and that's a recommendation from you and what i try to do is i try to imagine when i'm watering that i want to take all the salt and and the salt and correct me if i'm wrong here ray so when the the microbes in the soil are doing their thing um you know they're uh, they're eating the bacteria or whatever it is and they're pooping out the good stuff and or this is this they're pooping out the salt or is it, it's when the roots are doing the uptake and leaving salt deposits and you want to sort of push those salt deposits out of the soil um and you do that with the watering and the, and the flushing is it something along yeah, just that think, line? think of the salt as root waste there. root waste root waste yeah and it and it accumulates at you know at the root so having excess water and lots of water flow through your substrate uh, pushes that salt down farther away from the roots mm-hmm. where the where where it, it's currently altering the ph of the soil at the roots which causes damage to them so it's very important to flush away but you know th- there's multiple factors happening here too right like it's uh, it goes to show that there's just not a one size fits all answer for everybody all the time right um, you know, for, for hydroponics, when your pH goes up like that, that means your plants are feeding and eating most of the nutrients that you're giving them, right? And that's an indication for, for hydroponics to potentially raise the nutrient levels when the indication is, is that the pH is drifting up. So, um, I, I seen some things about bad batches there too, Pache. I've seen, yeah, something on the, because I did some research, you know, going through forums, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, And then I ended up adding lime, powdered lime. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and I add probably one to two tablespoons per gallon. Um, and, you know, and, and I start doing this after I move them from seedlings into their first one gallon uh, fabric pot. That's when I usually start to, and after the transplant and, you know, the roots have had time to sort of establish and the plant is doing well. Um, and it's sort of all, at that point feeding off the fresh soil that that is in since the transplant you're transplanting into a fresh soil um, and it's using the nutrients there so you don't really have to worry so much about you know adding nutrients necessarily um, at that point again in your feeding schedule um, but I always like to make sure that I get the CalMag and the uh, Monster Max in there um, yeah, so I uh, keep adding the lime and I measure the runoff. And what my personal experience has been, and I know on the website, Fox Farm says that it's adjusted to, um, Ray, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, something like 6.4 to 6.8, 6.3 to 6.8, something yeah, like Yeah, 6.3 to 6.8. Yeah. Um, from my experience, it is not the case at all. Um, I've seen it go down to as low as 4.6, um, and that is quite low, and you are going to experience nutrient lockout um, at that when you're experiencing that low. Um, right, because when pH goes down, plants are not taking up all of the nutrients. They're putting nutrients back into the water rather than taking them out, if you think of it that way. So the nutrient levels are, like, too high. Yeah, and right. so I need I need to keep adding the lime every time I water. I need to add lime um, spoonfuls of lime, um, and then the pH does begin to increase. The runoff uh, does to increase, and then you, at some point, I usually like to stop around five point six, five point seven, uh, because the pH is going to continue uh, to go up a little bit, um, and you can always add more, right, if you need to, but it's hard to remove lime from the soil once you've already added like that's not happening um so less is more in that sense yeah i uh, think there's two forces at play here now that i really think about it um i think there's like you know something that happens to somebody that has a maybe a young plant in this type of soil and then somebody that has an older plant in this type of soil mm -hmm. right because i think if a, you have a younger plant and your pH keeps going down and down and down your runoff, that means that, that that soil right there for that plant at that stage of growth, that soil's too hot. The nutrient levels are just too high. That's what's causing the pH to go down like that. The nutrients are remaining behind in the soil. You know what I mean? Okay. Then I think if you have a plant that's you know, was healthy all along, and then you get to the point where your pH starting to go up, then that means that you're running out of nutrients most likely in in your soil at that time, right? To me, that's what that will kind of be an indication to. So here, so here's the thing: there's lots of variables to all that. So many variables. So many variables, right? Could be a bad batch, a little too much of A, a little too less of B, a little too much of C, a little too less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could have misread the uh, the line on my syringe when I'm mixing my nutrients. That's possible as well. You, you know, know, however, the, however, this problem is correlated to many people online. So you're not alone. Fair enough. Right. You're not alone in that regard. So, yeah, and I was talking to somebody about it, like I said, in the Garnig section. Uh, so I hope he uh, listens and uh, knows that he's not alone and get some lime. Uh, give it a try. And I think you'll... Uh, 
you know, stick with it for a little while, keep measuring, keep collecting data, um, and you'll get there. Yeah, you know, you can do that absolutely 100%. Another path that you can take at this moment is just to switch to a neutral substrate like VPW30 or something like that. And just mm-hmm. if you're using a nutrient a nutrient package for your plants anyway, then you're going to be able to provide the plant everything that it needs. But you're going to start with a clean slate with only three variables. And if one of those variables of those three that you're starting with, if one of those is off, it's not going to impact your grow like that. So that's another way to look at it. Two ways. Cool. Yeah. But it's definitely an interesting topic. It's funny that we ever really kind of broke it down up until this point. Um, no, absolutely. Well, we, we've been sort of focused on other things too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that grow for years without checking pH, right? That's just a fact. Yeah, fair enough. I I did it myself for quite some time in the very beginning, right? Um, You know, nature just has a funny way of balancing a lot of that stuff out uh, in the beginning. Now, you'd never do it with with any type of a hydroponic system, of course. It's just too finicky. Uh, sure. There's too many moving parts to it, and it needs to be very, very, very tight, you know, in order to keep that, that momentum with your plants, which takes some time to achieve, for sure. Um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, and uh, it's definitely a hidden topic. You know, some people can get away without not even knowing what it is for many years, and then they start to run into a problem, and they talk to somebody for the very first time, and then they are like, what's pH? <laughs> right? Happens happens quite quite frequently but um one point there i i did just kind of want to make um i'm sure sh- maybe you did say apache i'm not sure but uh you know really if you're not having a problem don't go looking for one right great um, advice I, I just want to make that known here because there's lots of people that i've seen that were kind of posting saying you know i just started this new grow with fresh plants and this is already happening to me well, but if you if 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 your plants aren't having a problem to begin with, why are you going to look for one? You know, I just uh, you know maybe you've been screwed before <laughs> a few times, and maybe I get that. Okay, but uh, you know, sure, you might be a little hypersensitive to <laughs> yeah to, to issues. Yeah, we all get that. <laughs> I think we all can appreciate that. You know, but I would I would initially wait for the plant to have a problem first and just relax, right? Relax, have a puff. You know, think about things. Think about your plan A. Think about your plan B. But but give the, the give the room give the plant a little bit of room on the dance floor, right? To show off its moves and and, and to do its thing first. But and be ready. But uh, try not to have stress, right? Try not to have stress. So just some some points on that. But uh, you know, if I was uh, if I was somebody that was um, you know, starting a, a grow right now and was going to use soil or a, a soilless mixture. Myself personally, I would go with something that was more of a clean slate than something that had all of these different variables that I'd have to potentially worry about. So just some thoughts. Anything else you want to add to that, Pache, my friend? No, that's it, my friend. That's good for me. Uh, I hope you have yourself a great week coming up. You stay safe and uh, same with everybody else out there. All right, man. You listen, you have yourself a great week and we'll talk again soon. 
My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and go ahead and smash that like button. To all the beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there. Just go to planttherapy.live. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. This is Plant Therapy Live. Over and over. This is Plant Therapy Live. Anytime, 24-7, check it out. Turn your average grow into a savage grow. Of four plants. Close to 700 grams the first grow. 640 grams the second grow. 1,100 grams the third grow. Find out how he does it and more. Each week, we answer a question from a grower just like you. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Oh, there is all fresh and it's all for you. Plant Therapy Live.